Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Dipsomania, the podcast about booze and cocktail culture. I'm Jake, and in this episode, Lance and I pour ourselves a few G&Ts and see where the day takes us. Enjoy. Hi, how are you? Uh, uh, I'm alright. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I... It's been one of those weeks. Yeah, I got, um, well, first, you know, cheers. Cheers. Yours looks pretty. Mine's, I used the syrup, so it's kind of. I also fun. used the syrup. I used uh, the Jack Rudy elderflower tonic syrup. I um, used the small hands. Yeah, I also, I have, I think I have small hands in my fridge for round two. But uh, this is delightful, the elderflower. Yeah, I've got this. I've got the, is it Tomer? Tomer's tonic? Tomer's tonic? Sure. I'm not sure I know that one. Um, I think it was one of the first, to, one of the first, like, I don't have to buy tonic in a bottle. I can just get the stuff and use like a mix water. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I could be completely wrong, but I, I often am. I've also got my uh, giant hipster ice cube in here. Oh, I don't have a hipster ice cube. However, I have hipster organic sweet lime. Ooh. I know. Well, I tried to order limes from my organic food delivery service because I don't go outside. Well, and you live in San Francisco, and that's how everything works. Exactly. And and everything on their list has to be local and in season. Like, you can't get things like cherries. Plenty of cherries right now. Sure. It's which are season. super good. So they didn't have limes for some reason. I thought they had lemons, but they didn't have limes. Except this sweet lime, which I'm reading is a Palestinian sweet lime. Sure. Um, it's frequently juiced and for medicinal purposes in case of fever and jaundice. <laughs> so your cocktail is health food. It is, in a sense. I feel much better. I had a, I had a bad week. I was, I was at Pride last weekend. Uh-huh. And we stood on the sunny side of the street and for hours and this whole side of my face you look and, like your nose might have blistered a bit yeah it, yeah it wasn't it wasn't a good week yeah it was it was yeah sunburns are terrible they really are it's it, wear your sunscreen kids yes uh <laughs> highly recommend it and see the thing like today okay if today is july 3rd spoilers and <laughs> i'll cut that out it's it's <laughs> It's literally today's high in San Francisco is 61. Good Lord. That's yeah. But so, you know, you're standing on the sunny side of the street because you're like, oh, it'll be we won't be freezing our butts off over here. Sure. But seems reasonable. We've also we've also been in a um, really bad UV thing. So there. So the weather service, I didn't know this. Are there UV cycles? No, but the, just like there are weather patterns and how the wind moves, apparently there are there's there's UV like portions where it's worse than other places. And for this past week here, and pretty much through the south, kind of dipping under Colorado and and then down to Florida. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's a twelve point scale, and twelve obviously being extremely bad. Why would you pick careful. twelve? Seriously. Like, Really don't know. <laughs> just um, use ten. 
We were at eleven. So yeah, it was it was stupid of me. Oh. And yeah, so yes, do that that that's this weekend's PSA. Uh, do use sunscreen on all of your parts. Yeah, I've uh, well, as you can see, because I'm wearing a bro tank today, I have several tattoos, and uh, I started using sunscreen just to preserve the color of my tattoos. Because I used to be terrible at it. I used to get sunburns all the time. And now I, you know, I'm in my mid-40s and I need to care about my health and try not to get skin <laughs> <Whatever>. cancer. <laughs> and do you use like SPF 100 and 106 or? I usually use like one of the sporty spray-on things. Uh, okay. Which are usually either 30 or 50. Like they're pretty good. Oh, and by the way, we're drinking gin and tonics this week. We should probably... Oh, hello. <laughs> get to that part. Enough about our personal lives. Yeah, so we on. are drinking gin and tonics, which some some may scoff at. It's like, that's not a real cocktail. But I maintain, especially in the summer months, that the gin and tonic is perhaps the perfect cocktail. And I was going to add, I this is where I thought you were going, that... How do you how do you do a variation on a gin and tonic? It's right in the name. It's gin and tonic. But we're gonna. I know I have a couple of interesting things planned. Mm -hmm. um, one of which is in the most recent issue of Imbibe, which I got this week. Okay. Which, which coincidentally is about gin and tonics. I had no idea. <laughs> I don't know how you did that. But yeah, their cover story is gin and tonics, and they've got a lovely like eight to ten page spread of beautiful gin and tonics and um so the the one i'm going to try later i won't i'm not going to spoil it yet okay. but it, i'm kind of excited for it well and it comes in a goblet well okay so thanks to the spanish the spanish really elevated the gin and tonic game or gin tonic game as they like to say they don't do the ant um because there are whole bars in spain that are focused just on gin tonics Really? Yeah, and they do like different garnishes and different gins and different tonics and la di da. I would go there. And and uh, what really got me into it, there was a blog post or article or something um, about the chef Jose Andres, um, mm -hmm. and him introducing the writer to the sort of Spanish uh, gin tonic culture, and you know it. It's a beautifully written article, and it just goes deep, deep, deep into how awesome a gin tonic is. So that was, <laughs> that was the start for me. I love that you. I love. That, are you going to adopt gin tonic and just call it gin tonic? I I actually try really hard to call it gin tonic. I like that. I I think, and I could be wrong about this, but in Britain, it's a G and T. Yeah, and if if I call it G and T, it always has the ampersand, but. When, when I'm saying the words, I'm actually training myself to call it gin tonic. Just like people call it vodka tonic. Nobody says vodka and tonic. That is that is very true. Um, and I'm looking now at, at the Whitechapel menu, and they have they feature six different gin tonics, uh, or gin and tonics, as they refer to them. Mm. They, have a, they have the Whitechapel G&T, which uses beef eater, which I hear is the perfect gin and tonic gin. Really? That's interesting. Yes, I, I've heard that more than once. Um, in, I, in fact, Small Hands makes a tonic just for beef eater gin. Interesting. Uh, who knew? Well, I mean, we've talked about it before. Tanqueray is sort of my base 
every day gin. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, I have the uh, St. George Terroir, which is the funky, piney. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that's an odd. I would never pick that for a G&T. GT. Oh. It's called GT. GT. We're going to get it a small. Good. Well, I mean, small GT is a car, isn't it? I mean. Well, hello. This thing is fast because I'm, look, I'm well, gobbling this thing. I was delayed, so I'm surprised you're not already on your <clears> second <throat> one. I Don't worry about that. <laughs> so, uh, the, so, again, back to White Chapel. A beef eater, small hands, tonic. A Scottish G&T, which includes Drambouille and Lafroy. What? Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, a French G&T, uh, which has, I guess, a grapefruit and a ginger combier pamplemousse. Pamplemousse is grapefruit, yeah. So it's maybe it's like an like a. I know the other combier is is an orange liqueur, so mm. maybe they made it with a. The, the the grapefruit. I, um, I have a I have a grapefruit liqueur from uh, Giffard. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like it's pink grapefruit and it tastes exactly like pink grapefruit. It's bonkers. <laughs> uh, I would love that. Growing up, I hated grapefruit because it the name to me after eating it was neither of those things. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I am am grown up and I like a Campari and soda. A right. grapefruit is just it's it's lovely. Uh, number four at, at Whitechapel is the hopped G and T, which includes an IPA. Yeah, people sure do like their hops. I'm I'm. Kinda... Yeah, and they have a, they have a hopped tonic. Yeah, Betty Jane's hopped tonic. I'm kind of over that. I'm I'm not an IPA fan either. I don't. I was I, don't... I was, but I I'm just kind of over it because I mean. It got too far. It, just, it, it went. It went too far, and all the beers started tasting like weed. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, no, I, I agree. I, I, I didn't. But I didn't. It's not my favorite flavor. I, I understand. But I mean, there are people who crave it and love it, and the more hoppy, the better. But yeah. I'm, I'm not that guy or girl. I don't want to be sexist. Sure. Uh, a Spanish G and T, which includes a little sherry. Hmm. And something called, I'm going to say this wrong, probably Lycor, L-I-C-O-R 43. I have no idea what that is. I don't know what that is. And an Italian G&T, which includes Campari and Italian Vermouth. Lycor what? Uh, Lycor 43. 43. So, so friends at home, if you're drinking with us, don't, don't be scared to try things in your G&T or your gin tonic. Or your gin and tonic <laughs> uh, to to liven it. You can try different fruit if you're a little hesitant about trying it on your own. Maybe put a strawberry in. Um, well, I feel or like a the, the first step is to try the uh, syrups instead of just buying tonic water. You know, like people people take the step up to get like the good tonic water, like the Fever Tree or something like that, and that's mm. a, that's a good step. Or the, what what are the other? I don't. Is Q still around? Is Q tonic? Q still is still it? around. the The hot one I read now is an Italian one called Larizia, mm. which I believe you can get on Amazon. I haven't seen it here locally, um, but it it tends toward a bitterness as opposed to a sweetness. Right. 
And uh, the, a bar in Boulder, Colorado called, uh, it's a restaurant, but uh, Arcana. I hang out at the bar for lunch on Fridays, and um, their tonic water is from Wales. And mm. I won't even pretend to try to pronounce it because it has lots of L's and W's. Fancy and, and special. <laughs> yeah, doesn't Fever Tree, I love the Fever Tree products, by the way. They yeah. are They are awesome. But they used to make, which I thought was silly, but maybe not. They used to make bottled Scottish water to put with your scotch and water. Yeah. Did they do that? Was that them? I, I think that was them. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, I I scoffed at that pretty hard. I kind of did too. I'm I I because you, the water's only there to open up the scotch. It doesn't. It's not supposed to make it more scotchy. Right. If that was the point. Yeah, I. Uh... Oops, I finished it. <laughs> okay, so there there's like no information on the Liquor Forty Three site about like what it tastes like. It's or just, even what it is. It's just. Is it like a bitter? Or? Uh, no idea. <laughs> Spanish liqueur from citrus and fruit juices, flavored with vanilla and aromatic herbs and spices. So it sounds like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know sort, sort of like uh, the, the Benedictine or something like that, maybe, but more citrusy. Uh, I'm going to say so. The intoxicologist site says that the secret formula, I'm going to call bullshit on this, the secret formula stretches back to 209 B.C. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so Christ had this. Sure. But when Christ was making gins and tonics, he might have added a splash of like, or 40. I don't know why it's 43. Did they try 42 other times and it just didn't work? I have no idea. This says vanilla citrus liqueur. So there you go. Okay. All right. I mean, it sounds tasty. I'd try it. Mm -hmm. Did I tell you that I, I am now a medical marijuana card holder? Is that right? You you don't have to. No, I don't. I can just, just buy it at the store. Wander off and get some. But we're still, we are having a vote this November to legalize it here as well. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but currently the only way you can legally uh, get some weed and edibles. There's, have you looked into this, by the way? Uh, it's It's very confusing. <laughs> like like when you just wanted to smoke weed before there was just weed right but now there's like there's oils there there's things you can put on your skin there's right edibles there's the stuff that looks like um amber which i don't know i don't know you break it off and yeah that's the shatter what's called shatter do you, do you suck on it what are you supposed to do with it no you put it in your hash pipe okay so i, I don't know any of that stuff Put it in your little uh, vape pen and smoke it. So I'm trying to catch up. I feel I feel like like grandpa sitting in the room and the you call in the kids and like kids how when I was growing up. <laughs> well, we I mean, had are 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 you a weed partaker? I, I am I I am not uh, generally speaking, um, but I think that's because I didn't understand the. We're, we're taking. I, I do apologize for taking us. This is not a cocktail discussion necessarily. It's kind of related. Um, there, there are people <laughs> making cannabis cocktails. Oh, really? Yeah. In Colorado. Yeah. I, pre I presume. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so uh, I I thought that I had changed, and that when I uh, when I first did some weed, it made me sort of giddy and happy, and I enjoyed it. 
and it was right. a literal high. And then later on, uh, it just made me tired. But I have since learned, no, it depends on the strain that you're using. Yeah, the sativa versus whatever the other one is. Indica? Indica, yeah. Indica. Um, And then there's the percentages. And then there's two other ingredients that have initials that I've already forgotten. (laughs) Like TBC and and I don't know. And those have to do with the uh, hallucinogenic properties. Right. As well as the, um, whether it's a a head high or a body high. What's a body high? So a body high <laughs> is when you're, you, you feel like in a sense the way I would describe it is, you know, bed spins. Yeah. So it feels a bit like bed spins in that you're, you feel like you're, you're being dragged down, but also like your extremities are tingling. So it's not necessarily that you feel loopy and unbalanced, but mm-hmm. that your body is sort of vibrating it's an interesting so this is why i don't like weed because i tend to just sink into the couch and not talk to anybody right so that's why i don't know if this is true of like if you go to the colorado stores you like say i want to feel this way but not this way but definitely here if you go to the medical uh places oh no the stores here are like very into like the different strains and like they will tell you exactly how this is going to make you feel and all that stuff but right and what it tastes like mm-hmm. and it, it i mean in it it's like it's like cocktails but then you take it to another level because basically alcohol kind of always makes you feel the same way exactly yeah like all we can play with with in cocktails is how it's going to taste flavor texture viscosity blah 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 right but in yeah but the wheat after, world is like, after that you just get drunk like no yes matter. exactly like how <laughs> like how many like what's the alcohol content and how many ounces can i have as opposed to the on the weed side <clears throat> it, it's it's very scientific which uh, in one way appeals to me but in another way it just makes me feel stupid right like just i just want to feel better <laughs> <laughs> i just i just want to you know and so it's it is basically uh, so you know take this at night mm-hmm. because it's going to make you sink into the couch and right. just feel Stop talking that way. to anybody. I suppose take this during the day, because otherwise you're going to be up all night and take like, it, taking radios apart. You, and... Yeah, you're gonna, <laughs> you know, there's universes in my fingernails, and I can't get them out. <laughs> um, so it, it's been a it's been an interesting uh, rediscovery for me, um, and and I also did it entirely online. Really. Yes, yeah, so there's there are sites now that are apparently getting plenty of funding because you know the the whole weed legalization thing is speeding up. Oh, it's it's a boom industry in Colorado. It's so fascinating to watch. Like people that usually would end up working in say kitchens and s- stuff like that mm-hmm. are going into the weed industry. Like they're they're doing marijuana and I, I just read a story about a woman who is a weed consultant. So you're allowed to grow a certain amount of weed. Right. And she will come to your house and set up an area for you to grow the weed and, yep. you know, set up the lighting and how often to water and what type of weed. And she'll come by on a weekly basis and check on it for you and make sure everything's <laughs> going all right. It's wonderful and also a bit crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of the like if if you took the whole startup culture thing and just turned it into a cartoon that's basically (laughs) 
what the weed industry looks like to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm wondering, I, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that the illegal weed industry, like most drug industries, is is controlled by less than savory people. And how are they feeling about losing this fairly large chunk of money? I don't think they're losing that much, to be honest. You think they just flipped it and they're, they've gone legit? Um, some have done that, and you know, some still sell illegally. Like, the, if you can beat the retail price, you can still sell weed pretty effectively. Yeah, it is. It isn't <laughs> cheap. I will say that. Uh, speaking of illegal, I just so I was watching old episodes of um, Jeeves and Worcester, which uh-huh. I. I love. I, I go back and watch it. And uh, in one episode, they're in New York and they're drinking bathtub gin. And I wondered, is anybody literally making a gin called bathtub gin? And it turns out in New York, there is a bathtub gin. Is it from Brooklyn? Um, it's actually, it looks like it's a um, a, a modern speakeasy. <laughs> So I don't know that they're making a gin called bathtub gin or the place is called bathtub gin. That's a new. Okay. But I think somebody needs to make a bathtub gin. But it needs to be literally made in bathtubs. Yeah, of course. And why wouldn't it be? Organic, single-source bathtubs. I mean, to be honest, I don't understand how a bathtub comes into making gin because you need a still. Like, it's it's a distillate. But I, <laughs> I'm sure there's a... A reason for it or a story and in my head i'm i'm thinking they just took a bunch of like canadian vodka and sure. poured it into a bathtub and then it, just it was probably more like everclear like it was something yeah something and then like they, that they just put like you know uh leaves and seeds and grass clippings or something and so like, the bathtub is just where the infusion happened correct yes and then you just dip a ladle in there okay and i'll buy that got that up yet because uh, one, once for Christmas, somebody got me a gin-making kit. Mm-hmm. Basically, all you did was infuse vodka with some juniper and some other things. Which, if you've got a sous vide, you can do on your own. You can do that rapidly. Yes. It's really it's actually fun, and mm-hmm. you come up with things that you... The, the, the secret that I learned <laughs> from doing it exactly twice is be extremely careful with the amount of things you put in there because the flavor profiles are gigantic. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny because the kit came with like, you know, very specific little packets of like, this is, you know, the, some sort of citrus peel dried out and this is the juniper berries and you know, all that. And you know, using the kit was pretty boring because you just, mm-hmm. You know, put all the dried stuff in a bottle and put vodka on top of it and let it sit for some time. Like, that's not that exciting. <laughs> well, I, I, w- I would think it'd be, it would be cool for people who weren't in the cocktail scene. Like, I didn't realize this is what gin is. Sure. And, you know, I'm the weirdo. Still that, boring, sure, but. I'm the weirdo that's made my own bitters and makes my own tonic <laughs> syrup. Yes. Every summer, which I didn't get a chance to do this weekend. But it's totally worth doing. Making your own tonic syrup? Yeah. Where do you get the ingredients? So the quinchona bark, which is where the quinine comes from, 
mm-hmm. and that's the main thing that makes tonic tonic is the quinine um i just bought a pound of it from amazon oh and i've been, I did. i've been using that for a couple years now and have made several batches of tonic because you don't need and, that much oh i was gonna say like how how much do you and then is it is it is it Everclear and just a lot of sugar or how do you? Uh, okay, so um, I loosely follow Jeffrey Morgenthaler. Ding, um, I, his, his <laughs> recipe from the Bar Book, which is one of my, Aye, yes. one of my favorite books ever. Um, and he basically tells you to do an infusion of the Kingchona in vodka. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you can filter that because filtering this whole process is a mess because the quinchona has very fine powder, even if you have the chunky bark, which mm-hmm. I have chunks, but you still get a very fine powder. And filtering that is difficult, like time consuming. Um, you often end up needing like to change your filters and all this stuff. Um, so basically you make that infusion and then you make a simple syrup with whatever flavors you want. So suppose you like ginger in your tonic, put some slices of ginger, put some lemongrass. I do citrus peel. I do all kinds of things and I make a simple syrup and then you combine the infused vodka with the simple syrup and that's your tonic syrup. And how much do you typically make? I have to keep ratcheting it up because I give it away to people Mm-hmm. And if anybody finds out I made tonic and didn't give them a bottle, they get really pissed off. So <laughs> I can see that. <clears throat> I see you're finishing. Are you finished? Yep. All right. Uh, I, I think I think we actually did. We did make it to the halfway mark, right? It's a half hour. I have my giant ice cube, so I, it was a small drink. Mine's are tiny. Look at those. They're like pinky ice cubes. It's very sad. <laughs> so. We made it to the halfway, really? Well, I mean, I'm just saying. Close enough. Yeah. Um, All right. Shall we do round two? I'm ready when you are. Let's do it. Okay. You ready? Ready. So what's yours? What? I know. <clears throat> All right. I haven't even tasted it, so. <laughs> so uh, this is from the Imbibe magazine this month. This is called a Simon's G&T uh, from a bar in Vancouver. The story being he was making a martini and realized that the order was for a gin and tonic. Whoops. Okay. So he just added the tonic to the martini. Sure. So... This is gin and dry vermouth and tonic, and then you garnish it as if it were a martini. <laughs> so you have on your pick two olives and some lemon peel. A little bit of weird, yeah, weird lemon rind. It didn't quite work, but I made it work. Okay. So yeah. uh, I, I pulled out the Pure Fizz. And... Oh, Nice. Use the uh, small hands tonic syrup with beef eater gin, uh, some lime juice, and a sprig of oregano. Ooh. 
and uh, carbonated that. Kind of wish I had done a double carbonation because I didn't have time to let it sit, which mm. you're usually supposed to do when you're carbonating something. So it's not, it's a little bit flat. But it's... I recommend you try this because the dry vermouth adds just enough, as you would expect, dryness to it that it makes it, and this is um, botanist gin and Dolan dry. Okay. Um, that you can tell there's a martini inside it. I like it. It's really nice. And But you still used a syrup and seltzer water, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's good. And why it comes in a goblet, I don't know, other than it makes room for the ice. Right. Well, and the, the Spanish gin tonic is usually served in a wine glass, like a red wine glass. So there's lots of room for lots of ice. Uh, we we have here at my house, we have the uh, stemless red wine goblets. So they're, you know, they're just big red wine goblets that fit in your hand and mm-hmm. no stem or anything. And uh, I just fill those to the top with ice and make gin tonics in those. And it's so good. You're going to love this. I mean, I I may, if, if we go crazy and do a round three, we, we, I may do that. I, the, my hesitation was the olive. The olive seemed like this doesn't belong here, but it's all totally working. It's really, uh, I can't even, this is a really good summer drink. I don't even have any olives. What? I don't know. Well, I guess you can do the twist, I suppose. Yeah. Do you have any onions? Do you have any any sort of no garnishy things? What are you doing? What are you doing? I have limes. I have, I have two. I have limes three and cherries. Kinds of I always I have. Always... I always have Luxardo cherries, but mm-hmm. lately I have not been stocking like martini olives. I well, I don't. I don't, I don't stock martini olives, but I always have olives because I love olives. Like, I do too. Like, but like cheese and crackers and olives. Yeah, yeah. Strangely, I don't have any olives. And I don't, I don't some... like using like Kalamata olives in cocktails. The like, big thick ones? Well, like the dark brown ones and like, eh, I like eating those. Like, yeah. But I don't, well, I don't this, like them in cocktails. This calls for using the Pichelin olives, which are the little super tiny ones. Mm-hmm. But I... For whatever reason, I didn't have those. Oh, surprise. Um, so I think these are Calatrava, and they're pitted. Um, but, yeah, this is this is awesome. It seems like something somebody should have thought of before making it accidentally. For yeah. Outdoor. Yeah. <clears throat> I am disappointed with my carbonation levels. I have... Do you want to? You can. We, it, it, look, you can go recarbonate. If you if you need to, I want you to be happy. I think I need to do that. All right, I'll because that means I can sit here and drink. All right, I'll be right back. All right. I'm not judging. While we're waiting, <clears throat> you and I together alone, um, I'll I'll just give you a little bit of a history. Uh, this is uh, via our friends at Q Tonic, who do not sponsor our lovely pod. Cast, but we'll give them a shout out anyway. Um, <clears throat> according to Q Tonic, and why would they lie? 
tonic water was first enjoyed in 1825 when ingenious British officers in the Indian Army improved their bitter anti-malaria medicine by mixing it with soda water, sugar, and gin. Instead of drinking the medicine with their troops, the officers figured out how to enjoy it at cocktail hour because why would you drink with your troops? Uh, tonic water story begins two centuries later in 1638. Oh, sorry, earlier. Uh, the wife of the Spanish viceroy in Peru, the Countess of Chinchon, had fallen violently ill with malaria. Her husband begged the local Incas for an antidote. In a show of generosity, the Incas introduced her to drink a potion containing the ground bark of the native quinquina tree, which grew on the slopes of the Andes. The potion worked and she quickly recovered. In her honor, the Spanish renamed the Peruvian tree the Chinchona tree. Because, you know, why would the existing name that the Incas gave it be okay? Thanks, Spanish. They also killed off the Incas, stole their gold, and colonized their land. Jake's coming back, so keep, keep this between the two of us. We didn't, we never had this conversation. But what's with the Spanish, really? Bubbles. Better? Better. Yeah, I think I this would this this could do I, I'm wondering if it's just the, the syrup and the because I so I've got the metal is it E C I S I E C Yeah um thing to make carbonated water and the car for me the carbonation runs out pretty quickly when you're drinking. As uh, opposed to a, a bottle. Right, right, right. And for those at home, I'm making an unscrewing a bottle motion. <laughs> as, as opposed to commercially carbonated water, the home mm. carbonated water doesn't last as long. Yeah, I agree with that. And certainly a freshly charged seltzer bottle is one thing. And then a seltzer bottle that's been in the fridge for however long is something lesser. Yeah, and this, this is an old, old bottle. Old water, <clears throat> so may I might I might use my charger for the next. If we go another round, I'm if, not saying if, that we will. If, if. if that happens, <laughs> I might in fact try 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 my hand at my own bottle too to get because you do there is something you do need that sparkle. Yes, that little dance on your tongue. Well, and uh, shoot, I can't remember what it was called, but um, yesterday somebody had me try a liqueur. That is made with the the Szechuan pepper berries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, the ones that taste like you know licking a nine volt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're pink, right? Yeah, pink. Yeah, and uh, so somebody makes a liqueur. I think there's somebody local um, makes a liqueur with that, and like doing a like tiny little shot of that just sort of washes your mouth with numbness mm -hmm. in a good way well it's interesting but the bartender that had me try it was like i kind of liken it to the flavor of seltzer bubbles like that the co2 bubble has a flavor that's recognizable mm -hmm. yeah so and that's <clears throat> what uh szechuan berry liqueur makes your mouth feel like 
I, th I think that the the carbonation tastes a bit like aspirin to me. Mm. It's 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 yeah. It's the only. It's not bitter, and it's not. I don't know what it is, but I I alone of my friends when we go out to dinner, everybody wants bubbly water, and I don't because I I don't I want water to taste like water or not taste like water as it yeah at, at a restaurant type of situation I always get still water because yeah bubbles have a flavor and I don't necessarily want that competing with other flavors mm -hmm. I understand liking it I and I I mean I don't hate it but it has its place yeah exactly <laughs> exactly like children <laughs> Bubbles should be seen, not heard. Don't, don't hate them, <laughs> but... Wow, this is interesting. I don't know where I'm going next, because this... Although I think there was one that had Campari in it. Mm. And you know I like Campari. Yeah, that sounds exciting, actually. So what... You suggested that the gin and tonic... Is, is that because you've been enjoying them lately, or it's just something you wanted to explore a bit more? Well, it's it's something that I've actually delved into quite a bit. I, I, I wrote an article for a local magazine mm -hmm. about uh, basically the the theme of the article was you know gin tonic recipes in the voice of the Jay Peterman catalog. <laughs> yes, is this available online? By I, don't, I don't believe it is. Oh damn it! <laughs> I want to read that. I'll I'll send you my uh, Google Doc. Do 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 <laughs> do, do that. Because um, I I I was thinking about my own history with the gin and tonic, and I think it and the Tom Collins were probably my introduction to to cocktails. In other words, like before that, I was probably drinking shots, or I didn't really give a shit. I. I yeah I think I kind of backed into gin tonics because I think I went straight to martinis. Mm. Like I was also a big Gimlet fan. Loved the Gimlet in in the nineties. Like I was a Bombay Sapphire Martini up with olives. You know, like and from you there went, you went straight there. I think so. That's kind of amazing. Like I don't remember drinking like easier drinks before that. I'm, I'm slightly older than you. So I came of age during the Cosmo era and everybody was drinking Cosmos yeah. and Long Island iced teas. And I certainly enjoyed my share. I, I also I like certainly had my Cosmos. I had my Apple teenies. Like I had all those I things. Never had an <laughs> I still have never had an Apple teeny. I refuse to do that. Any, any, any sort of, no, 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 no. And Midori, anything with Midori in it, I will not go near either. I, I support you in that. That is me. I, I don't want to cast aspersions to Midori lovers out there, but <laughs> I don't want it in my mouth. So I so I was so I go out with um I was and and it and I was probably this was when I was working at a bank. Yes, I was a banker. Ooh. Um Did you and, wear a three piece suit? Yes. Well we had to look professional. So we all wore I didn't I don't think it was three pieces, I'm sure it was two pieces. And it was probably like Sears polyester. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't. It, it wasn't was like, Savile Row. No, I worked <laughs> at the bank. Do you know how little they pay bank people? They don't pay bank people very much. Um, and this was Wells Fargo, and I hate you, Wells Fargo. I still hate you to this Ooh, day. I hate them also. Yeah, they're awful. Um, 
And but we would go, we would do the banker's lunch. We would go out and get drunk because we hated our job so much. Sure. And we would go to like Marie Callender's or there. It wasn't it wasn't Applebee's. It was something like Applebee's. Maybe it was TGI Fridays. Have they been around that long? Yes. Um, but we would go and we would get like Long Island iced teas and Cosmos and all of those sort of easy, easy, easily drinkable drinks. Sure. And it wasn't. And and so what I'm qualifying as a cocktail here is something where you could taste the liquor. Right. And and so a, a gimlet was on the way, and also I used to call it a gimlet. <laughs> and um and like gif versus jif, there is a right. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna it's a gimlet, yeah. not a gimlet. No, both of like, those like, both of those start with a hard G. That's yes. <laughs> if there's a cocktail named after the gif, it's going to be called. In fact, we should make it mm. called the gif. And anyway, um. So, so gimlets were like, um, it, it was a, it, it's like a eating a jolly ranch or drinking a jolly rancher. It was, you know, it was sweet, and it was also the horrible. I shouldn't say that, but it was horrible roses lime juice. Right. But I stocked well, that, that in my. That's not even a lime juice. It's a lime cordial, right? Like, isn't right. it? Right. It's syrup. right. Yeah, it's 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 disgusting, but I really loved it, and I loved gimlets made with roses lime juice. Sure. Um, until I made my own. So you can you you can brag about your tonic, but I made lime cordial. Yes, you did. Which I don't recommend making because it takes a, <laughs> it's a hell of a lot of work for not much payoff. Because how many gimlets really are you going to drink? Although it also works in a margarita, I have found. Sure, I mean um, it would actually be a nice touch to a gin tonic. And I guess a margarita is another drink that, although they were, you know, those slushy kind, really slushy. Right. Um, but the gin and tonic was was the thing that I considered, like, I was grown up now because I could drink, I can taste the gin in this and I like it. Um, and I didn't really move to gin martinis. Uh, until, I, I was very much a vodka drinker um, until probably... Oh, mid thirties, probably. Like mm. I, I, I don't know what changed or why that occurred. Um, and now you know I can just drink gin. Oh my god, so much. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I salute the gin and tonic as being like the. It's it's a it's a it's a grand. It's got a a beautiful storied history. It's a it's simple to make. Uh, and the ingredients are easily found. It's not like a lot of some of the other things we do. The Negroni is a gorgeous cocktail, but it's not for everybody. But let's sure. be honest. Yeah. I mean, um, and I would say the same. I mean, and, and an aviation is fiddly, right? You've got aviation a, is fiddly, yeah. And tonic. you it's need specialty so ingredients. Like, yeah, n- not every household has Campari. Not every household has Creme de Violette. <laughs> In fact, I I would bet how many households in my city have creme de violette in their liquor cabinet. I don't even, you know, I. I well, I, your, yours is probably a skewed sample set, but even with your San Francisco sample set, it's probably very it's low. It's really slim. It's going to be really, <laughs> really slim. Um, it, I, although I do recommend getting it. But anyway, um, so yeah, so the gin and tonic, it's it's. It's because it's simple and because it's easy to make and because I think it pleases 
almost everybody who drinks it, right? Except to, for so, gin haters. I mean, there people. We talked about it almost every podcast, but there are gin haters. And but really, the, would they hate a gin and tonic as yes, well? Absolutely. Because I, I, I haven't run into those people. But on the other hand, I probably wouldn't have like given them a gin and tonic knowing that they yeah. hate gin. Yeah. But it seems to me like the the marriage is so is such a perfect blend. Well, right, because that dry flavor I was just talking about of the CO2 bubble, mm-hmm. like that particular flavor just makes the juniper and the botanicals in gin just kind of pop and like, but not in an overbearing way. Like it softens mm-hmm. it, it sweetens it, and it exposes it. And I have to say, like with the uh, second carbonation, yeah, the sprig of oregano I put in this really comes out, and it's delicious. It's fantastic. Mm. And, and those kind of games work really well with gin and you know tonic just opens it up the the best way to taste bitters like brand uh-huh. new bitters is with seltzer water because mm. it kind of flowers the flavors yeah because i you know you do the thing where you pour it into the into your palm and you kind of lick it off but you can't yeah or like rub your palms together and stick your nose in there and stuff like that like you it doesn't get... it doesn't really work well i mean you get the olfactory sense and at least for me, the olfactory sense is recognizable enough that I, I know what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that, yeah, I, so I haven't done that. I usually just do, I love licking my palms, so I just do that. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, should, I, should back, I should back out of that pretty quickly. Um, oh, you just blushed. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I thought about what I just said. Um, but I think that's that is a really good trick actually like because the bitters really the 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 scent of it is is probably more potent than the taste i really want you to try this now do you have like do you still have my bitters that i sent you oh yeah i I sure do i have yeah so try it which which one the garden bitters or actually yes try it with the garden bitters because that is amazing in a gin tonic should i should i do that right now yes should i go all right hold on Okay, so here here they are. Yeah. So I just put some in my hand and slap them together and go rub like Mr. Miyagi. And then stick your nose, stick your face in your hands. Stick it. Stick it in there. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you can't do that in the liquor store. How are you what do you do in the liquor store? Uh, you can't How do, do you... that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to You've got to give it a try. Ooh, it becomes a lot more floral as it goes on too. Mm. Mm. I got like a lot of celery and sort of um, greens at the beginning. And then it's... at the end, it got really floral and, and sort of sweet. Yeah. And that's mostly just fresh herbs like sage and rosemary and whatever. All right. So the other one I'm going to, I'm going to try it again. This is Chesapeake Bay bitters from, from the bitter, bitter end, end. Yeah. Which okay. I have yet to find anything that they work in (laughs) so i because i was thinking it'd be like uh, so i used to live in baltimore and it's a very it's a very specific place it's not like any place else because it's between the south south of of, you know the southern states sure and and new england and it has 
a bit of both going on. Yeah, I've always sort of lumped it in with the New Englandy places. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's got it's got that like salty crabby. Crab is wrong, but it it definitely it, whatever they so whatever like the old in, bay situation. Like old bay, yeah. So okay. It's salty and 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 celery. Maybe I guess in a Bloody Mary. Where else would you? Where else would I do this? A gin tonic. I mean, honestly, bitters in a gin tonic is overlooked. And there is a warning on this. This product is very spicy. Keep away from eyes and nose. Yeah. <laughs> Go wash we'll your see. hands. We'll see what happens. Uh, oh, they put the ingredients on here, which normally they don't do. So it's got bay leaf, black pepper, cayenne pepper, mustard seed, celery seed, allspice, ginger, nutmeg, and cardamom. Sure. So I'm not. I guess you could make a a spicy martini. It would probably work in a martini with sort of a straightforward gin, you know, something, you know, beef eater, tanqueray, something like that. Nothing to stand out on its own. Now I, I, I'm going to start wearing this stuff as cologne. This is great. There you go. Um, thank you for that tip. That alone, that alone makes this entire season of podcast worthwhile. We're helping people. We're helping mm. people. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? I don't even know where we were. Ah, uh, we were talking about bitters. I don't know, really. I have yet. So the only bitters I tried making uh, were coffee jalapeno bitters. How'd that work? Not not well. Okay. Not good. It's two strong flavors having a fight mm. in your mouth, and neither one wins. Yeah, so I actually, like, there is a bitters book that has some recipes, and in my typical fashion, I, I've read several recipes and then just made up my own based on mm. that knowledge and uh to my mind at least like the three i made turned out really well mm -hmm. uh, the garden bitters are a little difficult to use like they're they're actually perfect for gin drinks um in particular like a gin and tonic or a martini like mm. they work really well for that not much else because they kind, of, and, they kind of get stomped by anything else. Like if you put them and in when a, you so when you use bitters, are you are you particular about how much? Are you are you just like kind of shaking the bottle over and? Because I I'm fairly generous with the bitters. I'm I'm quite generous with the bitters, and uh, because I like bold flavors, and, I, and yeah, mm -hmm. so I I go pretty heavy with the bitters. Um, my friend Ray, who runs the cocktail punk brand of bitters um, makes some really delicate bitters. And I just end up like chunky in like <laughs> big piles of them because like, eh, uh, more. Can't taste it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you do want to taste it. I mean, it like, as you point out, the, the olfactory piece is important and, and helpful, but once it gets in the drink, it, that dilutes with all the other things going on. So yeah. if, if that's, if that's what you want to have happening, yeah, you got to use quite a bit. Yeah, and um, I, I will say, you know, <laughs> that that seemed like a quite a slight against Ray, but um, he makes a smoked orange bitters. Mm -hmm. It is one of the best things in the world, and I often will use like a drop of that instead of an orange spritz on my Manhattan or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, just let it slick across the top and. 
it's amazing <laughs> yeah i've got barrel aged bitter barrel aged orange bitters uh that i think they offered at tales of the cocktail is i think it's fee brothers mm-hmm. and they have a, a kind of a smoky woodiness to them that you can definitely pull out uh and works really well in scotch drinks yeah uh i'm I'm done. Me too. By the way. Yeah. So, are we are we gonna keep going? <laughs> what time is it? Uh, I think we have time. When did we start? Who knows? Like an Does hour it matter? Ago? Sure. But you know, editing is magic. Exactly. I can do one more if you can do one more. I can always do one more. And I, like I said, I wanted to try my carbonation. My carbonation. <laughs> Your carbonation. Yes. Uh, um. Yes. You, you look intense. Oh, yeah. I'm studying. I sent you some links. Cheers. Cheers. I did the uh, cracked ice thing this time, where you hit a large ice cube with your bar spoon to crack it in your hand. <laughs> sure. Everybody does that, Jake. Don't be special. It uh, makes so it cold and refreshing. Where did, where did you go this time? Uh, so I did beef eater with the standard Jack Rudy tonic syrup rather than the elderflower. Um, and just a tiny shot of ginger simple syrup. Mm. I, uh, almost went classic. So this is still sticking with the small hands cause I couldn't find my Tomer. Sorry, Tomer. And I, I did put it in the sparkler. And I used the Leatherby Vernal Gin, which I don't know if you're familiar with. I am not. Uh, Leatherby is a distillery out of Chicago, and they do a limited edition seasonal gin every year that my friend Buzz Anderson, who has the best name. Seriously? Buzz, Buzz, Buzz. Anderson? He sounds like so an good. astronaut. It's amazing. <clears throat> uh, turned me on to, um, and it's, I... Leatherby is not spelled how I would expect it to be spelled. Uh, L-E-T-H-E-R-B-E-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, so simple. <laughs> like if you were a first grader, how you would spell Leatherby. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's really, it, it's like they dragged the bottle of gin through the garden. It's just, it's so green and delightful and it's unfiltered. So it's kind of cloudy. Yeah. And the label is just gorgeous. Mm. I recommend getting some, I, I ordered it from, uh, some liquor store in Chicago to get it, but I see now on their site, they're now in California. So now I can get them. But, um, there's also, a, and, there's also a, an autumnal version. Mm-hmm. In contrast did, of the I, Vernal. And I also got their Fernet, which I also recommend. This is interesting. This is a new brand for me. I'm 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 very excited. It's really they do a really good job, I have to say. <clears throat> and I added some of your garden to it. Oh nice. Oh nice. Yeah. It's very there's a lot going on in my mouth right now, and I'm happy about all of it. Just the way you like it. Mm-hmm. And taking a, a note from you, I used a giant ice cube. Mm-hmm. Giant! So, oh, did I... And, and I had a, a slice of that uh, weird lime. Okay. And um, that's it. 
Oh, and then I oh, and also taking a QPMU for whatever reason, I happen to have some um, fresh oregano on hand because I made chili verde yesterday. Use fresh oregano and chili verde. Okay. Yes, you <laughs> don't know. Um, yeah. So <laughs> my 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 advice to chili verde makers is use chicken stock and fresh oregano, and it makes a fuckload of difference. See, I use dried Mexican oregano, which is totally different from Italian oregano, mm. and uh, is fantastic. I may have misread the re- recipe, but using oregano, really, it, it just, it's lovely. It's quite good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anywho's, um, so yeah, this is, this, this one's um, very, it's, it's toward the sweet side. I'm wondering if that's because of the sweet lime in there. Um, but I do the, the carb, the extra carbonation really brings it up a notch. Yeah. The, the pure fizz does such a great job of just makes making things so carbonated. Like you can barely pour them into a glass because they mm-hmm. explode. So good. Whenever I make carbonated Negronis, it's always like so much foam and then it settles <laughs> and so much foam and then it settles. Oh, speaking of foam, did, did you see me tweeting about the, uh, Shakerados? The coffee drink did. Oh my god! And that's just espresso and simple syrup, right? That is the so that's the Italian expression. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, it's just espresso and simple syrup with a, a shitload of ice in a shaker. You shake it, as they say, till your hands hurt. Till right. you know it's so cold, and you pour it out, and it's just this delicious foamy cold coffee drink. It's it's like a latte, but there's no milk in it, but you you find if you add milk to it as well as say a cream de cacao cream de man <laughs> i i tried also i've got some um uh orange bitters that i put in there oh, thinking or like, orange and coffee is such a perfect it oh my god these i'm just going to get even fatter drinking these things because they're so they're so satisfying well, so do you know about uh, Cafe Coretto, corrected Mm-mm. coffee? Mm-mm. So I think traditionally it's just an espresso shot accompanied by a grappa shot. So mm-hmm. it's espresso and grappa. Um, my friends... Gra- grappa is not for this, the faint of heart. Right. Uh, but my, my friends at a restaurant called Basta in Boulder used to do coffee in the morning. And um, they offered... Cafe Coretto, traditional, but they also offered it basically as a shaken cocktail. So they do a, spre- a shot of espresso, some simple syrup, and grappa in mm-hmm. a shaker and shake that up and pour that out into a little tiny little shot glass and that wake you up in the morning. It was great. <laughs> it, it's such a weird eye-opener it's such a simple thing to add i like iced coffee but for whatever reason like putting it in the cocktail shaker and shaking the fuck out of it and then pouring it in and you see this beautiful lovely mound of foam on top with the tiny tiny bubbles Mm -hmm. and it's super cold and and just like all of the things you love about coffee it's again the italians know what they're doing they know how to live are 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 you just Pulling espresso shots 
are you doing cold press? What I yeah, I'm so I'm using so Stumptown makes uh, available you can buy the the cold brew coffee. Yeah. And unfortunately, I I was dumb in when I bought my espresso maker, I also bought the a bean grinder, but it's the kind that it will only grind espresso size. Oh, okay. It won't do a rough grind. Sure. Um so making you can't you can't do cold brew with that right it's powder basically it's too fine yeah and sure i could go get a different grinder or whatever but currently i'm using my grinder for weed so that doesn't really work seriously um no 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 <laughs> but i do have a grinder for weed so that's why i get the Stumptown stuff which uh also comes from my organic delivery service oh so it comes to your door yeah. It comes to my door. Um, it's like in these little stubbies, and you just—it's just so convenient, right? You just open the bottle, you pour it in over the ice, you—you you add whatever you want to it. And I've been experimenting with all kinds of stuff, and so far I haven't found a, a wrong way to do it. Right. I totally recommend immediately tomorrow making shakerados. Well, I'm just trying to figure out like what sort of coffee I should make mm. because I have done my own cold brew. And that turns out okay, but like the AeroPress or the pour over is the best coffee that I can make. Well, they so they say the the um, when I look for recipes online, they do say just use espresso. Like make an espresso, you want the water to dilute to a certain extent, so using hot espresso is fine. Mm -hmm. But if you just let you know, you make an espresso, you go take a shower when you come out, it's cool. Use that. Add the simple syrup or sugar. You don't even need simple syrup, right? Right, because it's, you're shaking it. Sure, you're shaking it, um, and then you add the other whatever the other stuff that you want to try out. Lavender, I'm I'm sure would work, like lavender bitters or, uh, like I said, so far I, I I haven't done habanero, but I would I would try <laughs> that as well. Sure. I mean, yeah. Uh, I just I just made a batch of uh, lavender simple syrup because my lavenders are blooming. Mm -hmm. It's a lovely. I I like like I'm not a I'm not a big fan of rose water. I like the orange flower blossom. Orange flower water. Yeah, <laughs> orange blossom water. Yes, sure. Um, for obviously for Ramos. Ramos. Um, and if and if if you add it to other things, it doesn't really have a flavor, but it has that aroma, and it's 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 a it's it's light and lovely. It's more olfactory almost... than. Flavor. Yeah, it's kind of creamy yeah. and 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 summery. Um, even though I know citrus is a winter fruit, don't don't write me letters. Yeah, but Although it's a summer no, flavor. It's a summer no, no. flavor. I will fight people. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Orange, orange juice, orange and is. I think of citrus and all the citruses like like sweet lime as as more summery than wintery. Um, the, the winter is for beetroot and yeah you know weird, the fact dark. that citrus happens in the winter just helps you survive winter plus we're in cal i'm in california we don't have winter so yeah. fuck you um <laughs> but yeah, you also it, don't have water so whatever but i'm wondering like what like what other things that i just pour into a glass and drink have i not been shaking enough mm. <laughs> so this is interesting because i've been on a Summertime is tiki time kick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I've been doing lots of crushed ice and lots of rum and fruit juices. And uh, pineapple juice is amazing. 
Oh, it's so I love pineapple. And it's it emulsifies. You get like that egg white foam. Oh, really? Out of anything you make with pineapple juice. You get that foam on top. I've been doing jungle birds like crazy. What's a what's a jungle bird? Jungle bird is a uh, blackstrap rum uh simple syrup. I use the ginger simple syrup, Campari, um Ooh. pineapple juice and lime juice. Ooh. Great drink. Oh my god. The New York Times has a recipe. Like Okay. Use that one. And the Jungle Bird is just a fantastic drink. Um, if you don't have blackstrap rum, use other rums. I've actually been making it with the uh, Stiggins, the plantation Stiggins Extra Fancy, the, the pineapple infused rum. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I could see myself going to the danger zone with that one. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It's so good. It's so The Jungle Bird is my favorite tiki drink these days. And it, 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 it gets that layer of foam on top just from the pineapple juice. The foam is important. Yeah. You know? The, 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 the mouthfeel of it. It's it's just so soft. It's like drinking a pillow. And it's pretty. <laughs> That's like when I When I pour it into the into the thing and it starts to separate and you've got the, the drink on the bottom. And it's and really, if you do a shakerado right, you've got half and half. Like it's half drink, half foam. And you just keep pouring and shaking and yeah, like, yeah. just jerking that thing to get all the stuff out. And it's <laughs> just so satisfying. It's so good. Uh, just and, uh, just now, jerking now, that thing. Jerking. Jerk it hard. <laughs> get all the stuff out. And I would think, like, now that you mention it, blackstrap molasses with – I'm sorry. Well, even molasses, but blackstrap rum with the coffee. Yeah. Instead of like, don't like skip the simple syrup. Yeah. And add some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that maybe a like... little uh, curacao something orange flavor like. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I, or even um, what's the what's the raspberry um, the uh, you know what I mean, the raspberry liqueur. Oh, the Chambord. Chambord. Because isn't there a coffee drink you make with Chambord? There already? is. There is. So I bet, like this, like a like a, a little Chambord and the espresso, and just shake the fuck out of that thing. Pour it into a glass. I'm I'm all about the shakerado. Like I want a shakerado bar. I just want to walk into it. Like give me, like just like a big blackboard filled with different shakerados. How is like, this not oh. already a concept? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like a. It's perfect, like perfect for San Francisco or Denver. Like, aren't we both like really coffee oriented? Yeah, like we have so many coffee roasters in Denver. Exactly, and Portland as well. Like somebody, somebody should be doing a shakerado bar. You okay, could do that in the morning. You could do that in the morning, and then be like a regular cocktail in the afternoon. So, shout out to all our listeners because Lance and I are too lazy, but somebody <laughs> needs to run with this concept. Yes, and do a shakerado bar. It's. It's so it's simple, it's effective, it's delicious, and the and, and I think it's it's basically unexplored, right? Like I'm and even the ones with booze will not be like enough to get you in trouble. No, like, because the, the the coffee, the caffeine balances out the booze. Like you're awake and you're a little buzzed. It's like beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's totally appropriate for the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
don't you're joking, but I'm I'm hundred percent serious. Yeah. Serious is a heart attack, as they say. Whoever they are. Whoever they are. Anyway, yes, Leatherby. I'm like did you see how I circled way back? I'm also look I'm looking at your links that you sent me. Oh yeah, the first one was the article I was talking about where I like really fell in love with Jose Andres and the gin tonic. Mm-hmm. It's a it's beautiful. Like he said, the final product looked like a box of Crayolas. I, I like all the little things in there. Well, and I will say, like, throwing a star anise in a gin tonic just blows your mind. It's really? so fucking good. I'm not usually an anise fan. I know, saying- but e- even if you don't like black licorice flavor, throwing an actual star anise in a gin tonic, it's it's not that flavor. It's just something else. Mm-hmm. And- I it's so I'm, good. I want to like it because I like star, like star anise is a. It's just so beautiful. It's like it's so gorgeous. Perfect. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to try that, and then your second one is that, an herbal take. Well, I mean that's that's just a recipe from Jose uh, on Bon Appetit, right? And it's and I w- actually I was wondering about using juniper berries more because so when you go to Whitechapel, they they I think I've talked about this. They they do a this is how gin is made. This is the components of gin. And one of the first things they do is they give you juniper berries to just like chew and, and get familiar with that flavor. So I'm wondering about like dried ones or fresh. Yeah. I think, uh, they may have been, I don't think they're fresh. I think they're dried. All right. But it's just to, to familiarize you with, this is what the, the, you know, the, the foundation is. Right. Cause sometimes it does get buried by the other botanicals. Yeah. And and what's actually interesting is, uh, so he uses some juniper berries and verbena, which is an interesting flavor also. Um, but he prefers Hendrix, which I need to point out is a fantastic, perhaps even the ultimate gin tonic gin. Like, it's a great gin tonic gin. Really? Yes. Because I, w- I thought, because it it really takes a left turn from what where most gins go with the with the like the the cucumber and the rose water and and some of the other herbals going on in there. Right. So I I tend to not use it for gin and tonics cuz I I'm it's so good though. Um, well that's good to know cuz I have like a gallon of it. Yeah, well. No, so, uh, Hendrix, Hendrix if you're listening, that is a fucking good gin. You can use that on your bottle if you want. Yeah. Lance says. Lance fucking says good gin. fucking good gin. Um yeah, I'm friends with the uh West Coast uh brand rep of mm-hmm. Hendrix and uh because he he's out of Colorado but he's in San Francisco now um and he he was recently in town and did a sort of guest bartender situation and you know he, he, he had the prop like literal two gallon Hendrix bottle yeah yeah that was empty but he had that out on the bar just to do the advertising and he had like bar mats and all that stuff I was like i want one of those bar mats he just gave me one and oh nice yeah yeah and my and i have a i have a kind of a love affair with hendrix because i think i may have told this story before sorry friends at home but <laughs> my first encounter with hendrix was in london that is true and, yeah and i think it was it was before it was available here yes and i was there on a business trip and my boss was like and I was like, uh, you know, I like 
That was, um, that was when you were exposed to actual good gin. And like, yes, because I was in London. That's that's when you learned that you actually like gin. That I actually did like gin. Because, because you were a vodka heathen. I, well, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I admit it. Um, so, yeah. So, again, gin or, or gin haters, try a Hendrix. Because the, it, it's it's gorgeous. It's floral. It's it, and and it's fun. It's well, a fun gin. It's super fun. Like their Does that bra- make sense? their branding is super fun. Like they call themselves the peculiar gin or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, like all of that is just so good. And, it, and they have a blimp. Like, <laughs> is it gin shaped? No, it's cucumber shaped. Oh, even better. <laughs> it actually looks more like a watermelon, given the shape. Yeah, but... sure. Um, does it does it come to America or is it over oh yeah. Europe? No, it's, it's, it's I haven't it's, seen that. It's been to America. They also uh, drive around to events with a uh, sidecar motorcycle, and the sidecar mm-hmm. looks like the cucumber slash watermelon. Um, there's no watermelon yeah, it, involved. But... So if you haven't signed up for like getting a Hendrix experience or going to one of their they they, they do road shows. Um, which are extravagant and amazing and great. Um, and I fully recommend that you sign up at, at probably Hendrix.com. Probably. Hendrixgin.com. Sure. Um, and, and get an invitation when they come to your town or come nearby because it, it's super fun. You have a good time. And, and this is coming from somebody who hates going out, but it's it's totally worthwhile. When they're owned by one of the major brands, like I don't, remember which but like they are owned by diageo or or somebody like that um and yet like they maintain their sort of like scottish weirdness Mm -hmm. and i love that about them and And they they also will send you every year if you're on their mailing list a um and a cardboard assemblage for new year's it's like i think this last year was a windmill and a year before it was um kind of a lighthouse and it it'll just come unannounced in this like <laughs> like stiff cardboard envelope and you're like what what the hell is this and you open it up and it's it's my hendrix present for new year's that's awesome yeah they do they do a really good job with that like more than because i'm on a i'm on some other you know please come to our whiskey tasting or whatever sure and you go and you sit down and they they do a whatever but it's not fun Hendrix excels at fun. I would agree with that. Okay, I'm right. <laughs> it makes, makes me happy to be right. So what else do we have, Lance? Um, we, could, we could wind it up. So, short recap. Short recap. Three, three, three cocktails in. Yeah. Um, gin and tonic. So, again, for those people who do not like gin, number one, fuck you, because you're wrong. Number two, try... Try Hendrix. Start with Hendrix. That's a Start good. Start with Hendrix. That's a good tip. It's it's a it's a it's it is still a gin. It's definitely. I mean, I, I know that you're going to say I hate all gin. Every time I put gin in my mouth, I hate it. But you're wrong. And the thing about Hendrix is, it's. I think it. I don't know that it's juniper light. If that's the thing you hate about gin, but the other botanicals are married in a in a very pleasant way. Um, and as Jake points out, it, it's a, it's beautiful in a gin and tonic and really try a gin and tonic. Well, and I'll, I'll also say about Hendrix, like 
we've talked about this before. Like when I first started tasting Hendrix, all that I noticed was the cucumber. And now, mm. now when I taste Hendrix, all I notice is the rose flavor. So it changes as you experience it. Yes, I think. And, and, I'll, and speaking for me, if I didn't know that it was the cucumber and the rose, I probably wouldn't be able to identify those particular things. I, I wouldn't know why I liked it the way that I liked it. But it, 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 it varies enough from a traditional gin, say, that you, I think, um, will we'll start to understand why us gin lovers love gin. Well, and also it could be, or at least my memory of it, could be influenced by the fact that when Hendrix became available in the U.S., everything was garnished with a cucumber, mm-hmm. just, just to accentuate that. Yes. So, yes. And I feel like that's not the case anymore, especially not in my house. Like anything I make with Hendrix doesn't have a cucumber in it. So I, I think you get more of the floral out of it. Mm-hmm. Although the, I I fully admit that the cucumber makes it fun because yes. you don't expect it. Um, and or just go for Bombay Sapphire because apparently we all started there and it, it it's, like the, it's like the gateway drug to gin. Which like I feel like that's a pretty ginny gin. I, I, I need to go back. I, I still haven't, haven't gone back. I still haven't gone back. And I I, al- I almost picked up a bottle this weekend. Like I looked at a bottle and was like, eh. Instead yeah, I got, and so... Instead so I got to handle a beef eater. So, ben- yeah. <laughs> Benmo is now on Google Express. Do you have Google Express? In, no, we in don't. Here? No. So they'll, they'll go to Benmo and pick up your entire order and deliver it. And they have those little, you know, in-flight bottles. Oh, so, yes. So if you're if you're a bit squeamish, just get a bunch of the little bottles. And they and do make Hendrix minis. They do. In fact, I think they have beef eater minis. They have. I um, I was making my own gin tonics on an airplane with Hendrix minis when the flight attendant <laughs> told me that's a federal offense. What? You can't what does bring. That mean? You can't bring your own booze. Oh yeah, you brought your own. Well, because. <laughs> They're two ounces. They go right through TSA, no problem. I thought you meant they were on the plane. No. That's how badly you wanted a Hendrix TNT. Well, I thought I was genius. Like I'll buy federal offense. I'll buy minis of good booze and go on the plane and just get a tonic can. How is that a federal offense? Yeah, if you crack open your own booze somehow, but you bought it. I'm I'm going to contest this. I'm going to my <laughs> senator tomorrow and say this is a fucking outrage. Never mind. I be able to buy two ounces of gin and bring it on my fucking flight with me and drink it. Never mind gun control. Solve no. this problem. Exactly. <laughs> this is this seems easily solvable, right? We can't make weed legal, but everybody agrees we can drink all the alcohol we want to. Why is it this? This incenses me. Yeah. Why can I? Why can I not bring my own booze onto an airplane? I can go on Facebook and buy an AR-15, and I can't open a two-ounce bottle of Hendrix on my flight. Federal offense. No, fuck that. Fuck you, U.S. government. That's stupid. Yeah. So it it was cute. She was like, "Ooh, are those minis? Yeah, you're not. You're not supposed to do that. That's a federal offense. You should put those away." So we were like, "Okay, we'll put them away." 
Glug, 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 yeah, glug. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> arrest me. Arrest me. Or send, send the flight. Uh, what are they? Flight marshals? Air marshal. Air marshal. Um, fuck you. Really. <laughs> I wouldn't say fuck you to the stewardess. I feel bad for them. But no, no, no. I mean, she I would, would definitely say fuck you to the air marshal if he tried to arrest me. <laughs> and I want them to arrest me. I, I want to be like a, the, the, the case for this. I want to go to court. Well, and like all it is is a federal law to enable the airline to make money. Like it's gross. It's stupid. I feel like a libertarian all of a sudden, and See? I am not a libertarian. They're, nor am I. Because they're insane. <laughs> Pretty crazy. I, I okay. Sp- all right. Kids at home. Thank you for listening. Wear your sunscreen. Wear. Oh God, yes. Wear your sunscreen. Drink Hendrix. Or try Hendrix if you don't like gin. If you do like gin, try them all. Leatherby. Yeah. Again, really I, interesting gin. I need, I need to see if I can find Leatherby. I don't uh, think and, it's around here. And if you live in California, vote yes for legal weed. And gun control. Who knows? And gun control. For God's sakes. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Have a nice night, Lance. For those at home, Lance is wearing fantastic red pants today. Oops, I finished it.